0: Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv.
1: It's baseball everywhere. Hi, everybody. Welcome to MLB.com Extras. I'm Matthew Leach, talking Atlanta Braves with MLB.com's Braves beat reporter, Mark Bowman. Mark, it's, it's going pretty well for the Braves right now, um, but I, I was looking and, and looking at what's going on there, and I'm struck that while the rotation has been decent, it's not getting a lot of innings. Is that something they're just going to have to live with, or is that something that uh, either just because it happens or from some kind of fix is going to get better as this year goes on?
0: Well, I think they are going to get more innings than they had last night. Eric Stoltz went six innings. That was just the fifth time in a span of 14 games that the Braves have have had a pitcher or starting pitcher go as uh, last as long as six innings. And and that obviously would become a a problem as the year goes on because it's going to put even more, uh, uh, it's going to tax an inexperienced bullpen that did exceed the expectations during the first week of the season. And as this... uh, you know, this past week's gone on. When they've over the past week, when they've struggled, the bullpen has been an issue. You've seen some of the younger kids who uh, flourished during the early part of the season with Brandon Kniff. He hasn't given up a lot of runs, but you're starting to see some pitch command problems. Cody Martin gave up a home run last night. Um, he's still only given up two runs over ten innings. Um, really, that's the primary concern with the bullpen uh, right now is Jim Johnson, uh, the struggles that he's had over the last three games. He's retired just six of the past 18 batters he's faced. Yeah, he might have, you know, maybe there was, you know, some some bad luck, however you want to call it, you know, last night. But at the same time, you know, here's a veteran pitcher that's, that's got to be able to, uh, you know, perform better than he has, uh, you know, especially with the, the Guys that are sitting behind him in that bullpen, you need Jason Greeley, Luis Avalon, and, and Jim Johnson to uh, uh, shine in their roles. And right now, Johnson has is, is, uh, uh, provided us, you know, some level of concern.
1: Yeah, I mean, that can't be a big surprise, right? It's I realize he was pretty good a while, uh, a few years ago, but he was kind of a lottery ticket, right? I mean, I, they, it seems like they were expecting a lot rather than hoping. From a guy where maybe the the wiser course of action was to hope.
0: Yeah, I mean, let's let's look at it. You know, they signed him for 1.5 million dollars. You're buying low on this guy. The expectation when when they signed him in in December was, hey, you know, hey, he's going to pitch in the sixth and seventh innings. We'll work his way towards the eighth inning roll. Obviously, he pitches effectively in spring training. They they build a little more confidence in him. Then Craig Kimball gets traded uh, the day before the season starts. All of a sudden. Jim Johnson your eighth inning guy slash, you know, part-time closer to those days that Jason really can't go. Uh, and, you know, yes, you do hope that, uh, you know, he can get back to where he was during his days of Baltimore. But uh, he, even those days, you know, when he was notching 50 saves a season, he, he, it, he wasn't done in Kimbrell-like fashion. It wasn't necessarily dominant. Um, his sinker is still has a, you know, it's still moving pretty well. Uh but at the same time, you know, guys are putting the ball in play here. In the last three appearances, he, he's missing the strike zone. Uh, just the execution of his pitches has is, is not been sharp, and uh, he's paid the price. So, yeah, you, as you said, you can't be completely shocked. You, you bought low; it was a gamble, and and right now, you you have to hope that this ends up just being a uh, you know a, a small glitch in the season for him. I, uh, you know, it's just a rough spot that, he, that he's bound to encounter, but, uh, but you, but you have to wonder if it, you know, will he, you know, make a quick turnaround or will the season continue to go much like last year's did for him?
1: I want to go go back to the rotation a little bit. I, they, again, there, there's some things to like, but they're not striking anybody out and, and this has the potential to be a good defensive team at, in some spots certainly they've got, you know, probably the best shortstop in the game. Um, but, you know, that that's something that in, in this era and if you don't have goal glovers all over the infield has potential to bite you. I mean, again, I guess it's not really the kind of thing you can do something to fix, but um, is, is there anything that stands out with some of these guys? Some of these guys should be strikeout guys. I mean, Tyrantu probably striking out more guys than he is. Shelby Miller has that ability. Um, do, do you see that as something that – it's got to be one of two things. Either it's going to get better or it's going to come home to roost. It, it, so which do you think it is? I guess
0: is the question. Yeah, I mean, I think what, I think as you get you on it there with Sorensen and, um, and Shelby Miller, the one guy that, that I, I want to I'm interested to see where where he goes from here is Alex Wood, a, a very talented guy who has he uh, has shown the ability to strike out guys in the past. His, his velocity was down a little bit in his first two outings. Uh, he got back uh, back up closer to normal. There it is, last time out in Toronto, but uh, but he hasn't had that that, that strikeout pitch uh, working yet. And, yet. and like you said, there have been a lot of balls put in play. Fortunately, the Braves have, have been a strong defensive team so far this year. Just three errors, two of those coming the last two nights uh, uh, with two different second basemen, Phil Gosselin and uh, Chase Peterson. There, uh, fielding grounders. Obviously, the Gosselin error ended up being little but yeah, I, I think that at the end of the day, and this is the, uh, this era that, that you do need to see, uh, some, some more, some better strikeout nose. Cause at the end of the day, you know, obviously, the more balls put in play, the, uh, the odds are increased that, um, you know, something, something is going to end up happening. And then that's, that's actually the, the attack that the Braves are trying to have from an offensive perspective. They're saying, hey, look, if we put the ball in play more frequently, than we did last year, then despite the fact we don't have a lot of power in this lineup, we're going to – you yeah. know, the offense is going to still be effective. So, um, yeah, I, I think the one guy that I want to uh, look at as time goes on here is Alex Wood. How, where does he go from here? Um, you know, does the velocity stay right there? You know, one thing that you have to remember is he missed his last start of the year last year, which was probably just a, a minor, uh, you know, some some – Forearm <laughs> stiffness there. Uh, but at the same time, um, you know, it, had they been in contention, maybe he had made that start. Maybe we would have never known about it. But the fact that we do know about it and the Velo is down slightly, you know, that is something to watch here the next couple of weeks. All
1: right. And uh, I want to talk a little franchise four. And and I think maybe the Braves are one of the ones that, that kind of are drawing some more attention, just kind of broadly. I mean, they're, they're – there's this interesting mix of some all-time Hall of Famers and some people that a lot of people who use the Internet grew up watching. Um, so we got the first round of votes yesterday, and it's Hank Aaron, Chipper Jones, Greg Maddox, and Warren Spahn. And that's fairly hard to argue with any of those until you look at the guys who were left out, include Glavin, Eddie Matthews, Dale Murphy, and John Smoltz. If it were up to you, uh, would you knock any of those four guys out for any of the four guys who aren't currently in there?
0: You know, I... When when I look at this, I, I look at the value that they brought to the franchise right, as a whole, and, and obviously Aaron, Aaron is is going to be on everyone's ballot, and and rightfully so. The, the one guy, I would put in there definitely from the for their left out was is Glavin, just because of the impact that he had, not only on the mound, uh, just being there from the beginning, uh, of the the run. Now, now Smoltz was there throughout the, the entire run of division, uh, 14 straight division titles, but. Glavin seemed to have even a greater impact, not only uh within the clubhouse on the mound. Um so I would have him in there. Um I I do think that I would go ahead and put uh Spawn in there and, and probably probably he, the 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 tough one is to to choose between Chipper Jones and, and Eddie Matthews. And and it does not surprise me, you know, that the Chipper's getting the votes because the guys, the people who are voting, you know, the majority of them I did not see Eddie Matthews play, but if you if you put the numbers up, you know, stack them up against each other, I I think you've got to go with Eddie Matthews there.
1: Yeah, he he's got to be on the really short list of the 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 best players that people just have no idea how good they are. And to some extent, I would probably put Joe Morgan on that list—a different kind of player. But any any thought as to why that is? I mean, he didn't really play in Atlanta except for. Half a season but uh right. probably the least known five hundred home run guy
0: yeah you you're right you know i i don't know is that because he spent you know a majority of his career- in milwaukee uh you know and and i've even heard people say that you know for for a period that, that during hank's career you know when he was you know working his way through um you know towards you know a Ruth's record you know for a long stretch there that that he was not uh as respected as maybe he would have been had he been in a bigger market, um, maybe that has something to do with Eddie Matthews, you know, as, as well that, that most of his uh, his glory days were were spent there. And you know, I think he he uh, like you said he had a, you know just the, the half season there in Atlanta. People have forgotten about him. Chipper Jones comes along, and then people think of him as being the, the greatest third baseman in uh, franchise history. But uh, you know, I, I don't even think he. You really deserve that moniker when you when you talk to people about what Eddie Matthews did throughout his career, uh, and just look and, and stack up the numbers. Um, I, I I don't know uh, and I don't know if it's going to help him here in the franchise for voting, but I, you know those who who did uh, have a chance to watch both of them, I don't think they're going to argue against Eddie Matthews of being has having had the better career.
1: Bowman, thanks for taking some time to talk here on MLB.com Extras, and thanks everybody for listening.